T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready to rock. Let's get ready to go. Get set. Get up. Let's get it on. The Wendy's Big Show. Showtime, baby. Showtime. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. Two of the Wendy's Big Show. Toby Altizer alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University is now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Also wanted to remind you guys about some special programming coming up tomorrow and on Saturday, the Road to Canton show. Leroy Butler has officially received his gold jacket. The Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022 is going to be enshrined this Saturday. August 6th, the Wendy's Big Show is going to be live broadcasting from Canton, Ohio tomorrow with Gary Ellerson and Bart Winkler. Also, make sure to tune in here in Milwaukee to the Road to Canton show on 1250 AM, The Fan. From 7 AM to 10 AM on Saturday, you can listen on 1250 AM, The Fan, or wherever you're at on the Odyssey app with Bart Winkler. He celebrates Leroy's career and his story being immortalized forever in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Road to Canton this Friday and Saturday, brought to you by Pick and Save, Kern Electric, and Schneider National. I want to hear from another guy that's going to be a surefire Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers. He talked to the media up in Green Bay yesterday. We'll hear some of his comments, and then we'll get into some of what he said and get into 
if he said anything interesting up in Green Bay. It's a surprise. <laughs> it's a beautiful mystery, as yeah. some would say. So here's the complicated fella himself. Aaron, during many camp, yeah, you can't mention the 80% of the guys that went for Devontae. So is it, what's the adjustment now for you? Is there any? Is it because you're still going through three, one, two, and three, or does anything change? Not necessarily. It's just that he was in the position to be the one most of the time. So now that obviously gets switched around. But I said it many times, Devontae was usually open. So when you have a usually open guy in the number one spot on many of the reads, he's going to get the lion's share of the targets. How would you rate the performance so far offense in this uh, seven days indicated? I think it's kind of gone how, how we thought it would go. You know, defense, uh, other than the first day, has been giving us uh, some issues up front. But there's been some days where we've ran the ball really well, I think. I thought, you know, we had a couple good uh, periods yesterday, one-on-ones. I thought looked really, really good for us. I love, I love doing one-on-ones, and it's good for our young guys to go against veteran guys like we had matched up yesterday. Red zone drills, you know, usually favor the defense uh, early in camp. Uh, I don't think we're doing a great job in some of the protection pickups, but the best part is there's a lot of film to correct. Coaches love that, and a lot of guys are, you know, starting to click in and, and have uh, some better practices. An offensive line, um, you know, one day you're going to get Dave back and Elton, but right now, outside of Yash, you don't have guys that have had a lot of game experience in the NFL. Is that like the youngest group that you've lined up behind? It's definitely a young group, definitely a young group, but Yash has played some good football. So we have a lot of confidence in him. And I think Royce, you know, has been playing some tackle and guard for us. He's got some flexibility. And then we gotta see what we have with the young guys. You know, the guys with two first names. We gotta see if they can, you know, where they're gonna be playing at. Uh, but I, I like what we've done uh, really at center and left guard. I think I've been really consistent. You know, when John Ryan uh, Runyon came in, John Ryan, this is funny. I was just actually talking to Mason about John Ryan, so that came out a little slip there. But uh, John Runyon, when he came in, he was a pro's pro, maybe because he's been around his dad and seen what it looks like, but the game has never been too big for him. And Josh is such a big, wide body, uh, although he, he's a heavy sweater. And so indoors in a day like today in a walkthrough, uh, we had to get him multiple towels. But uh, remind me of uh, Evan Dietrich Smith a little bit. But uh, I like how those guys are playing, and, and really the other spots are up for grabs until Dave and Elton get back. No, it's never been too big for him. Uh, I really like the approach. You know, he's a very humble kid, but you're starting to see the personality come out a little bit, which is fun to see. He's had a lot of opportunities, which has been great. You know, with Sammy not not practicing a couple days, and obviously Christian being out, a lot of opportunities for him. He's made the most of it. I thought. You know, it's not just the team stuff. I thought he ran good routes yesterday into one-on-ones against against Stokes. And, you know, it's just a matter of the mental stuff. You know, he's still making some mental mistakes, but you expect those. Um, it's it's the uh, the approach, though, and his release patterns. He gets the ball with his hands. He's You know, every single day, you guys know, you've been watching, there's been at least one kind of wow play from him, and that's kind of rare for a young guy uh, like that. Now, we've had some guys over the years kind of do that, but, you know, they're all in the top ten, I think, in the Packers receiving history. So, good start for them. Aaron, a lot of attention is paid to the receivers, 
pertains to being a receiving back, how elite is Aaron Jones league-wide, do you feel like, in those pass-catching throws? Yeah, I think he's fantastic out of the backfield. He's done a lot of stuff for us in that respect. You know, coming out of the backfield and catching balls, running option routes, uh, threw a whole shot to him against Atlanta a couple years ago. Uh, he made an incredible catch against Washington, backed up uh, to kind of put that game away. So he's, you know, and then the Chiefs game at the Chiefs in, what, 19, he took a screen and went 75, ran a sluggo outside and basically scored but barely stepped out of bounds. Uh, he's very versatile. But let me just highlight the mayor of Door County. When he came in here, you know, he was a big back who you expect to be able to run power really well. And I feel like of all the people we've had in the last three years, he's got to be in a very short list of guys who have improved so drastically. And his pass-catching ability is really, really solid. And he's made difficult catches look easy over the last couple years and this training camp. And I couldn't be more proud of 28 and his approach, uh, the, the way that he's handled not just being a player in this locker room, an ascending player, but a member of this community. A.J. Dillon, is, uh, he's a Green Bay guy now. How long should it take, in your opinion, a receiver to earn your trust? We're talking about receivers, receivers earning the quarterback's trust. Everybody matures at their own pace. How long, in your opinion, should it take, though? I don't know. It's, it's not a should. It's just it's when it happens. It's the combination of... Uh, performance and preparation. Uh, those two are both really, really important. And it's the ability to recall things in the moment very quickly, to expect you know, certain hand signals or adjustments in real time. And it's a process. Everybody takes different amounts of time. It's been years for certain guys. It's been weeks for certain guys. So it's just really about the performance. And when it's paired with the preparation, it's a the beginning of the trust being built and then it grows over the years and like you've seen with some of the rapport I've had with some guys here you know it can be pretty uh, pretty dangerous when you're speaking the same language telepathically in that regard just how much of a concern is it not having Chris Jones week or so is there still plenty of time for him to catch no not a big concern I mean he's he's a really smart kid I know he scored really high on the wonder look test I want to retest if he's higher than me but uh, <laughs> but no he is a smart kid you know, it's, it'd be nice if we could get him off the pop so he can do some of the walkthrough stuff. But he'll be fine. He's super athletic. He went through the whole offseason program with us, the OTAs and minicamp. And he's been in my hip pocket. You guys have seen he's been in my hip pocket asking questions uh, after periods and and uh, during individual time. So uh, I'm not, not worried about him. Aaron, there was a day, I think it was last week, where you were talking to Rasul between periods for three or four minutes. You mentioned... Christian, why does a guy like you spend the time to do that stuff with other guys? Well, I want to win badly, and you got to communicate to win. Uh, with Christian and with Romeo and Samari, it's a lot of uh, me teaching them and reminders about certain situations that they probably haven't thought of before or might not have had reminded in their room, which is no knock on Jason because he does a fantastic job. But there's just little things through the experience I've had over the years that, that are good reminders for those guys. Rasul is one of the smartest guys I've ever played with. He reminds me a lot in the deepest respect of Charles Woodson. Uh, he has incredible ball skills. He baits you at practice. He has the competitive fire that, that Charles did. But that may have looked like me talking to him, but it was as much him talking to me. I love picking his brain because his ability to see the game and concepts 
And I think it's important that we share both sides, me sharing with the defense, their disguise, uh, their uh, eye discipline on certain things that can help them. And I need their feedback, like I told them the other day, on the receivers. You know, you got to let me know because we're trying to win here. It's not about competitive advantage in practice. What can I tell these young guys on how to little things to improve the route running, uh, their eye discipline, the just little things in the details. So I love picking uh, Jaws' brain and, and Rasul's brain, especially, and and, uh, and Sav and, and Adrian as well. Targets with the receivers. Could that become more prominent as the young receivers, only a handful of them have been in the system, kind of get you comfortable enough to, to get it out there and spread it around? I think we're just going to have to throw some of them in the fire, to be honest. Uh, we're not sure, obviously, when Christian will be back, but you know, there's going to be in the, you know, in the two deep, which plays a number of snaps. There's going to be young players, you know, other than Allen and Randall. Those guys have played with me a good amount. Jawan's played limited. Malik's played limited. Amari's played very limited. Sammy hasn't been with us, and then you got a couple, uh, a couple rookies. So we're going to have to throw them in the fire and 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 have a little, you know, learning process. Uh, I think that's where the uh, the patience and the uh, the expectations, reasonable expectations, will be very important. That being said, there'll be a lot of conversations between now and game one, and the expectation will be to be able to recall the important conversations and go out and execute and just be yourself. Aaron, when you talked to outset of camp about your expectations for your defense you're really talented on paper a week into camp is there anything that stands out to you that a uh, affirmed what you thought or be surprised you in any regard with that unit or specific person? i mean i wouldn't say surprised I, I would say i enjoy the the some of the the pressure packages that we got in so far i loved the, how we finished the season last year and, and there's been some really aggressive stuff that we've been working on in practice, which is fun to go against. It tests our offense, protection schemes, and adjustments, and eye discipline. I will say the one guy that's kind of jumped out that I hadn't got to see really is is Quay. Um, you know, to see him uh, run around out there and make plays uh, has been great, and he's with an absolute pro next to him. The other thing that makes me smile the most is watching 59 because there's a little something that changes naturally when you get paid you know it gives you this uh, this ju- not justification but it kind of cements uh, the integrity of your leadership opportunity and to watch him continue to expand that role as a leader and the lead really the leader of the defense has been has been great to see and along with that you're seeing him raise up and and give a voice to the Rashawn Gary's and Kenny Clark's and uh, you know of the, and, and smash and and then you see him Preston continue to step in to his opportunity as a leader. How do you feel about uh, special team starters playing on that if, if, if they're needed to be? I love it. I love it. You know, Rich has come in and set the standard, and not many people are talking back to him. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. When you talk about the mental layers you see from the young guys early on, what typically is what you see or what they're doing wrong? What, what aren't they seeing? Oh. What's the typical thing? That well, a lot of times it's you, know, you call two concepts, and you know one side is a two-man concept, and the other side is a two-man concept, and they forget with some of the motions, you know, what side that I'm on, and am I on the hammer side, or am I on the arrow side, am I on the all-go side, am I on the outside, you know? So mixing up which side that they're on, I think is is one. 
Um, and then just little details in certain things, depths of routes, uh, adjustments of routes. If it's a two-in-one route, meaning based on a certain coverage, you're going to run this route. If it's a different coverage, you're running uh, the other route, mixing those things up. But this offense is very complex, and you throw in the Matt LaFleur special, all these motions. Uh, it, it really stresses those guys out. Receiver, I will say, though, I think is one of the easier positions to play on offense. And I mean that with absolutely zero disrespect. But, like, tight ends have to play fullback. Running backs have to do a ton of different things. Uh, obviously, me. The receivers have it, I think, a little bit little bit easier. Uh, so I think it's a little more difficult for young running backs and tight ends to come in. But that being said, there's still a lot on their plate. And once you get to the end of this, now we have eight installs that are in. And so you have, you know, not just the 30 plays from that day's install. Now you have 200-plus plays that could be called at any time. And, and Matt and Steno like to really test these guys on, on the scripting. Aaron, I know you didn't play with him, but how do you feel about Leroy Butler finally getting inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame this week? I was I was so excited. I saw him at the at the honors, and just to see that look in his eye was really really special. I've known him for a number of years now. That's the beauty of being a Packer. You're always kind of around some of the older guys, and he was, you know, he was fit the criteria. He was a top three player at his position for an extended period of time, and. It's probably long overdue, but I'm really excited that he's finally going in the Hall of Fame. There you heard from Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers talking about our own Leroy Butler. Awesome to hear from Aaron and respect he has for him. We'll continue talking about the Green Bay Packers, react to some of the things that Aaron Rodgers had to say next here on the Wendy's Big Show. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. Big Show, Toby Altizer alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios talking about the Green Bay Packers. You just heard some of the comments from Aaron Rodgers. Want to get into those in just a second here, but also want to tell you about Wendy's and their Strawberry Frosty. Man, you got to check out the Strawberry Frosty. You got to get yourself one of those. With a Strawberry Frosty, the time to enjoy yourself is built right in. So rich and creamy, a straw won't cut it. And finishing one, well... That's going to take you at least 15 minutes, so make sure you check your watch. Is it frosty time yet? And by that we mean, is it time for a moment with just you and your frosty? Kicking back and doing whatever goes best with the best treat of the summer. These strawberry frosty treats are going fast, so when it's time for frosty time, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's limited time only. So, going back, and I want to get into some Jordan Love discussion at the bottom of this hour, but... One thing that stood out to me from that press conference were Aaron Rodgers' comments regarding Rasul Douglas and him mentioning that he reminds him of Charles Woodson. I mean, that's lofty praise from Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. especially considering Aaron has gone out of his way to say before, he changed it a little bit last year, but he's gone out of his way to before say the guy he's best guy he's ever played with was Charles Woodson. He said a little bit last year that maybe he might change that to Devontae Adams. But for you to say, hey, he reminds me of this guy and it's a Hall of Fame talent like Charles Woodson, I think it's an interesting comparison because Rasul Douglas does tend to make plays on the ball. He said he's incredibly smart. And I think you heard from Aaron Rodgers there that he's got some confidence in the guys on this football team. He believes that Alan Lazard can be someone for this team and he believes that these guys can step up and they can still get the job done. 
For me, Toby, the thing that kind of stuck out was when he mentioned about midway through that bit, Devondre Campbell and the leadership that he's noticed since he got his bag, since he got paid. And it was very interesting, the comments of leadership being kind of intrinsically attached to that feeling you get after you've gotten yours, mm-hmm. you know. So we talk about Rashawn Gary and our expectations for him. Well, financially, the Packers certainly have lofty expectations for Devondre as well. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, I mentioned it to Leroy. I was like, well, I don't know. Can you really expect him to have another season like he did last year? And Leroy looked at me like, you're crazy, dude. He's already shown you he can do it. Why wouldn't you expect it? These guys are pros. And so, I mean, that kind of changed my idea. I have expectations he can do just as good, if not better, this year of Devondre Campbell. you got lofty expectations for a guy that just got paid, like you said, showing some of that leadership, and that defense is going to be solid. And, again, I think the things that stand out are when Rodgers praises someone, he doesn't just do it blindly. You know, he doesn't just randomly decide to praise someone. They have to have done something, and then for him to compare someone to Charles Woodson, he clearly believes that Rasul Douglas is a special player, and he's going to continue to help the Packers. And I'm excited to see what Rasul Douglas can do for this football team going forward as he continues to evolve as a player and continues to improve, because you got to remember what that story was of Rasul Douglas last year, of him coming in off of a practice squad him coming into this football team and with no real expectations and taking the Packers by storm and becoming one of the best players on that Packers defense last year and making play after play after play after play for the Green Bay Packers and not just knocking the ball away, but picking the ball off and then sometimes taking it all the way back to the house. And I already saw today, just looking through some tweets from people that are up at practice today, that... Rasul Douglas was making plays against the guys in some one-on-ones. So maybe the Packers found the perfect role for him, found a diamond in the rough. You know, he was a solid guy coming out of college, but nothing like this. And now he's starting to make play after play after play. And I don't know exactly what's changed. I don't know if it's just the system fits perfectly for him or if there's something else going on that, you know, something just clicked, whether they they found something in his game that they just needed to tweak slightly. I don't know what it is, but since he's come over to the Packers, he has turned into something that is exceptionally special. And then the other thing that you know you, you hear in that press conference with Aaron Rodgers is him talking about that receiving core, and I think he has confidence in these guys to be able to get the job done. I think this is a new type of challenge for Aaron, something that he hasn't had to do in quite a while. You know, before it was rolling out there with his guy Devontae and the expectations with him and Devontae were sky high this year. The expectations for him are sky high because it's still Aaron Rodgers, the back-to-back reigning MVP. But the receivers, they're not necessarily those types of guys that you're having high expectations for. You know, Christian Watson, we talked with Rob Rachel a little earlier today, and he mentioned he might not be back till September, late August. Well, that eliminates a lot of the expectations you had for him because then at this point you're looking at him not getting back out onto the field until the regular season. And if that's the case, we've talked about it before, how when you build that chemistry between the offensive guys is during training camp is during this preseason time 
And if he's not going to be out there, then he's not going to be able to gain that chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. So that's going to have to come through the season. And that's going to mean that he'll probably not really get tons of playing time or make a real impact until middle, late end of the season. So there's Christian Watson. Then Dobbs has really elevated himself to a spot now where we're going to expect stuff out of him this season. You know, he comes in fourth round rookie. You don't necessarily know exactly what to expect, but he's continuing to have a strong camp. And so that gives you a lot of confidence that maybe you'll at least have him, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. Those guys can step in week one, and hopefully some of these other guys can step up. But I think Aaron's just showing you that he has confidence in this group. And I think that's the main thing that matters here. Because if he has the confidence in the group to get it done, then they should be able to get it done. We're, we may not have confidence in them. We may not feel that they're a good enough group to get the job done this season. But if Aaron thinks that he can make it work with them, then I believe that he truly thinks that it's enough that he can elevate their game to a point that they can take this offense to be Super Bowl caliber. And if that's what he believes, then who am I to question Aaron Rodgers? I think that he knows at this point what he needs to be able to get the job done. And I think you're also going to see a little bit different style of offense this year that isn't solely relying on Aaron getting the job done. The other thing that we didn't necessarily get to play there in that Aaron Rodgers press conference that he mentions is he's not sure yet if he's going to play in the preseason. Please don't. I I don't want to see him in the preseason. I I don't have no reason to see him in the preseason. You know, go out there, warm up, do your thing, and then go put your earpiece in and hang out on the sideline. I I don't need to see you in the preseason. You going out there and putting yourself in harm's way just really doesn't do me a whole lot. So I'd rather Aaron not play in the preseason, but that I want to see Jordan Love. That's what I want to see. I want to see Jordan Love for every snap in the preseason, if possible. That's the tricky thing, Toby, because, you know, obviously we do not want to see Aaron. We, We want to see plenty of Jordan. But I also do want to see him getting reps with A-tier talent that he's playing with. I want to see some of the offensive starters getting a feel, not necessarily just for their practice, because they may need it, they may not, depending on how high up that list you are. But for Jordan's sake, you'd like to see him be able to finally get more reps with A-tier talent rather than you know what we've seen of him the last few preseasons or last preseason in particular where he's mostly just throwing to guys that may not even make the roster yeah and that's what I want to talk about with Jordan Love and we'll ask you guys this next what's your three-year plan for Jordan Love 855-830-8648 on the Van Horn direct toll-free talk line start your deal today at vanhornauto.com or you can tweet us at big show network we'll dive into that next here on the Wendy's big show Wisconsin wide, the Big Show Radio Network. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm gonna be the one taking over. Now this is what it's like when worlds collide. Are you ready to go? Got it, I'm ready to go. What you wanna do? 20's Big Show, Toby Altizer, Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University Studios. Talking with you guys about Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love. Want to hop in? 855-830-8648. Give us a call there on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. What's your three-year plan for Jordan Love? The reason I ask three years is that's the length of the contract given to Aaron Rodgers. Next three seasons. What's your three-year plan for Jordan Love? Again, 855-830-8648. Or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. And... Here's where it gets tricky with Jordan Love. After this season, you got to make a decision on his fifth-year option, which is going to be a hefty sum. I think it's somewhere probably $19 million. You going to pay that to a backup quarterback? I would assume no. So what's the plan here? Apparently, he's been looking good in camp. You heard from Rob Reichel just a little bit ago that he's looked like he's taken a step forward to the point that if things were to be the case where they needed him to be the guy, they'd probably feel pretty confident in him. So what is your three-year plan for Jordan Love? Are you trading him this preseason? I don't think that's going to happen. I think that at this point, since they went through the draft and didn't trade him, you would hold on to him. But what is the plan? Because if you're going to hold on to him now, is he ever going to be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers as like the full-time guy? Is that ever going to happen? Because in order for that to happen, obviously Aaron's going to have to retire. Is that going to happen in the next three years? Your gut tells you right now, Adam, how many more years we got of Aaron Rodgers. Well, uh, that depends because I know today, as well as part of that uh, clip we just played, I think Stephanie Sutton from Channel 12 in Milwaukee asked him if he anticipates playing to 45 because Tom Brady <laughs> turned 45, and he just flat out said no. So, and this is going to be... Awful radio, but I don't remember how old Aaron is. Is he 38? Yeah, yeah he's like 38. 38. Yeah. So by that logic, you've got about six years, but I don't think he plays till he's no, in his mid-40s. I, I, I kind of think that this contract that he just signed with the Packers was it. You know, at most, mm-hmm. he plays out the entirety, and then he's done. Maybe another year after that, but I would think right now, if I had to guess, those three years are it. So if that's the case, 
then what happens with Jordan Love? If he's sticking around in Green Bay for three more years, that would have mean he'd be five years behind Aaron Rodgers. Five years. Aaron didn't wait that long. The crazy part, though, is Aaron, when he finally took over as the full-time starter for the Green Bay Packers, I believe was 25. Jordan Love would be 26 if he took over after five years of sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. So it's not like he wouldn't have a chance to have a solid career. But that's not really an ideal way to work this out for the Packers. I'm trying to figure out what's the best plan here. Because you got to think, too. Jordan Love wants to play. Obviously. That's just how any athlete is wired. They want to play. They don't want to just sit on the bench. They want to play football. And so if he's going to be able to get on the field and play, where's that going to be? Is that going to be Green Bay? If he sits three more years, can he go somewhere else? If he sits another year and he goes to free agency, and so this is what he has. These are the options. Third year here this season. If the Packers pick up the fifth-year option, then he'd still have two more years in Green Bay. If they don't, then he'd still at least have another year. So you'd be have him this year and next and then if he hits free agency after that season is he going somewhere else is he sticking around in green bay are you signing him to a new contract where you're gonna have to give him a little more than what he's been getting he's not gonna stick around here for nothing because he could probably go somewhere else and get at least a little bit of something to go possibly try out and be their number one qb i mean what is the plan with him at this point what's the best option i don't know I don't know what the best idea is to do with Jordan Love at this point. Joshua tweets at Big Show Network, and he's got his three-step plan for Jordan Love. We were looking for a three-year plan, but I'll take this too. Step one, ball out in the preseason. Mm -hmm. That seems a given. Step two, step in and ball out when Rodgers is inactive because he thinks he is a glass of orange juice and is afraid to move so he does not spill over. Step three, never look back and sign a lucrative extension. That's from Josh tweeting at Big Show Network. Sign a lucrative extension. It's just so tough for me to think that the Packers can hand this dude a big extension if they haven't really seen him. I'd love to believe that he can fall right in and be that next Hall of Fame level QB for the Green Bay Packers and frustrate everyone around the NFL that the Packers go from Favre to Rodgers to a future Hall of Famer, Jordan Love. I'd love for that to be the case. I don't think there's any way that that happens, though. I I really just don't see a way that he's going to end up being the QB here. The only way he's the QB here is Aaron retires probably after this season or after the next season. Because is he still on his football team after the fact? I would think that he could have a chance to go somewhere else if he really wanted and get his shot. But then again, he might look at it and think, my guaranteed spot to start for a football team is with the Green Bay Packers. Because he could also look at it and say, as frustrating as it's been, if I stick around in Green Bay, they'll give me the starting job once Aaron retires in three years. I'm sure there's some sort of handshake agreement that Rodgers has done after those three years, or at least he's done in Green Bay. I'm sure that's kind of the understanding that Aaron, you might still play after that, but it's not going to be in Green Bay. We got to move on at some point, and we're going to go all in for the next couple of seasons, and then we'll hit either a rebuild or a retool, whatever it needs to be at that point, depending upon where the team's at. 
but you're probably done after those seasons. So then what do they do with Jordan Love? Because I don't think they can pick up a fifth-year option to have him around in Green Bay after next season when you're going to be paying Aaron Rodgers all that money, and then you'd be paying a backup quarterback around $19 million? The key to this whole thing is Jordan Love needs to take every opportunity given to him, which is going to be this preseason, which is going to be next preseason, and run with it. He needs to play extremely well in this preseason because this could make or break what you're going to have for him the rest of his career. He needs to play his best football this season and next season in the preseason. He needs to play extremely well and show the whole league what he's capable of. You know, and who knows, maybe someone makes you an offer that you just can't say no to that can help the Green Bay Packers, and you end up trading him. I don't see that happening, but maybe someone would. Because he's still a first-round pick. He's still a guy that has loads and loads of potential and someone we haven't been able to see on the football field yet. So if that's the case, and he's able to get out there and play extremely well, I think someone would give him a chance. The same way Mitch Trubisky was given a chance and signed for quite a bit of money because he sat behind Josh Allen for a year. Why wouldn't Jordan Love get a chance like that? On a side note, Trubisky reportedly not doing so great at Steelers training camp this year so far. Yeah, and I mean, that's not surprising. Trubisky's Mm -mm. not that good. But if you gave Jordan Love a chance somewhere, I bet you he could get a job somewhere else. So I'm interested to see what the Packers' ultimate goal is here. If he's going to be the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers, you'd think at some point, I just don't know how it works to be the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to really sit five years? Is that really how it's going to work, sitting five years? I just don't see that happening. We'll continue talking about this as we wrap up the second hour of the Wendy's Big Show coming up next here on the Big Show Radio Network. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. Big Show. Toby Altizer alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios talking with you guys about Jordan Love and his future with the Green Bay Packers. Apparently he's been having a good camp. So I'm interested to see what exactly he can do in this preseason to show us how he's grown in his career to this point. Also want to tell you about Wendy's Hot and Crispy Fries. Wendy's knows everyone hates cold and soggy fries. That's why Wendy's serves them up hot and crispy all day, every day. Natural cut, skin on potatoes, fried to golden perfection, and perfectly sprinkled with sea salt, just the way they should be. Plus, Wendy's fries aren't like other fries. They're not hot one second and then cold the next. They're served up hot and crispy every single time, standing up to any dip you throw at them. So grab your favorite sauce or frosty if you're into that sort of thing and taste the difference that hot and crispy can make. Head to Wendy's today and get your order of hot and crispy fries at participating Wendy's. I think my plan for after the show today, Adam, is probably run to Wendy's, get some fries, get a strawberry frosty, and see if fries with a strawberry frosty is as good as it is with the original chocolate frosty. Oh, I would have to think so. I've never tried it with a strawberry frosty. I do love them with a chocolate frosty. Nothing beats it. I still can't get over Leroy's story he told us. Uh, I think it was earlier this week, actually, about how his daughter 
puts the fries and the sauce in a bag. Yeah, I don't know what shakes the what, bag what is up with and that. then eats that. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> it's terrible. That's very very. That weird. is not how you do it. That is not how you do it. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. You want to give us a call on the Van Horn Direct toll free talk line, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. What is your three year plan for Jordan Love? I'm just questioning whether I ever see him being the guy for the Green Bay Packers. And it's such a tough situation with him because if this were just any other quarterback, you'd say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, he'll take the job here and he'll take over once Rodgers is done. But this is a guy that was drafted in the first round. This doesn't happen to guys drafted there. And we talked with Reichel earlier, and he's like, with Jordan Love, and Aaron Rodgers, there's really no one in between those guys that by the third year they weren't getting the starting job for their football team. That's not been the case here with Jordan Love, and I don't know when he gets this chance. And it's the the draft pick for the Packers, we can argue about whether it was good or not, whatever. But now you're in a situation where you've got two quarterbacks. It's nice to have a backup because it's, insurance in case anything does happen to Aaron. But in all honesty, like how good does it do you to have Jordan Love on this football team if you could get something for him? And I would think that someone, if he shows out in the preseason, would be willing to give you something that could help you. But I just don't think there's any chance that they would decide to trade him at this point in the season going into this year. Would they trade him in the preseason? I mean, like you'd need a backup, but I don't think there's any chance that they would do that. Because I think they're looking at it thinking, you know, we may get a pick or we might get some player, but are they going to be able to help us as much as having a solid backup insurance policy essentially is going to give the Packers? And I don't know that anybody they bring in at this point would be that. Because I look at it and I would have traded him before the draft and maybe gotten a pick that you could use on someone. I think maybe you could get like a third or a fourth. And yeah, in terms of loss of investment and you return on investment, yeah, you didn't get a first-rounder back, and you never were, but you'd at least get something, and then you could add to this current team. But I think the Packers might look at it and say, you know what, we're not as dependent on the quarterback position as we've been in years past, so if something were to happen with Aaron, we can throw in Jordan Love and to be a little bit of a stopgap until Aaron were to get back or something of that nature, because you know, maybe they could go to the playoffs if Jordan Love were the starting quarterback of this team, and I think they could. So I think they're looking at it possibly saying, you know what, he's more valuable as a backup to us at this point. But it's just crazy to me that we're going into the third year and there's no clear path to him really ever getting on the field before, what, his sixth season? Mm -hmm. And you know the crazy thing about this too, Toby, and I've mentioned this on the show before, so when Love was drafted, I was working on our draft show at our lacrosse affiliate that year, and the three guys in the room with me, Pops, our guy Mitch Speltz, and myself, we all kind of, as the pick was happening, predicted this is not going to end well. And you remember the reaction was instant and it was uproarious from Packers fans. And it's one of those very rare instances. We always get told, you know, the ones in the front office are the ones with the sports brain. They're the ones making all the decisions. They know football. We should trust them. We've heard it a lot with the Brewers these last few days from oh the Stern my. Soldiers, as they are called. But this is one of those scenarios with love that we 
the fans, the media, the outsiders, the not-ins in the situation. We called our shot the minute this guy was drafted that this was not going to end well. And barring some sort of catastrophic injury where Love suddenly steps in and then breaks out and here he comes to save the day, it's looking like our predictions are going to come true unless something crazy happens. Well, and... I mean, I don't know that anyone predicted that Aaron Rodgers would come back to the level that he has. But even so, this situation is just wild. And I would think that you'd want to get something out of it. But in turn, the Packers may never get anything out of Jordan Love other than him being a solid backup for them. And if that's all it ends up being, we already know it was a waste of a first-round pick. But maybe that's all they're looking for at this point. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, kicking off the third hour for us, Chris Merring, the play-by-play voice for the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. We'll talk with him about Jackson Churio. We'll also talk with Kyle Glazer from Baseball America coming up in the third hour. Keep it tuned right here to the Wendy's Big Show. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.